you for your generosity tonight. Very much appreciated. Uh, amen. So uh, let me say thank you to everybody that prayed for her. Uh, amen. Me and Mona, as we were gone, her father passed. Amen. But it was a good thing, man. We got there with the family, uh, spent time with them, got to witness a little bit. So that was good about it. Amen. So, uh, amen. So thank you very much. Jeremiah 17, if you got your Bible, Jeremiah 17. I want to preach on roots tonight, having roots, uh, amen, the kingdom of God. You know, the redwood trees are found in the northern uh, mountains of California. Now, if you've ever been in the northern mountains of California, it's, it's pretty cold in the wintertime. It's very cold up there. They're the tallest trees of all trees. Their lifespan is up to 2,000 years. They grow to nearly 400 feet high and more than 30 feet thick at the base. They weigh more than 6,167 ton. That's as much as 49 wells or 740 elephants. Now, I believe there's a lesson in these redwood trees for you and I, and we see that truth in our text as well. Let's go to Jeremiah 17, verse 7 and 8. So, but blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him, he will be like a tree planted by the waters that send out its roots uh, by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in the year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Let's pray. Father, I'm asking you tonight, God, to move. God, to speak to every heart, every life. God, make yourself known tonight. Uh, God, I have no confidence in this flesh, but I have great confidence in you. God, your word tonight, I pray, I pray minister by your spirit. Touch every life. God, let us get the revelation that you have prepared for us tonight. In Jesus' name, God's people say amen. amen. Let's talk about roots tonight. Let's talk about first the impact of deep roots, the impact of deep roots. Photographers and scientists tell us that once you have seen the redwood National force, you will never be the same. They said it has such an effect on men and women. Uh, once they see it, the all effect is so strong uh, that you're never going to be the same. That's a pretty powerful statement. It said that the redwood leaves a mark and creates a vision that stays with you always. One photographer said no one has ever successful, successfully painted or photographed a redwood tree. The feeling they produce is not transferable. Uh, from them comes silence and awe. It's not only their unbelievable stature, nor the color which seems to shift uh, before your eyes. No, they're not like any other we know. They're the ambassadors from another time. Now, these are the people's expressions that seen these trees uh, I've never been there, but I've seen them in photographs. And we have a picture there tonight. I've seen some of these trees that are so big, the center's cut out, they're driving cars through them. They're massive trees. And I mean, to weigh as much as 740 elephants, that's a big tree. <laughs> Amen. So, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, scientists, again, photographers tell us that, listen, it leaves such a mark on the human personality that you're. Never the same. Our text speaks about a tree like these redwoods. People that leave uh, a mark on those who see them 
as they see their vision, their passion, their commitment, their faithfulness, their drive, their loyalty to God, to the house of God, as people are looking up on these type of people, it's left a mark similar. It says, but our text, but blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. He will be like a tree planted by the waters that send out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in the year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. When you see people like that, these are not just normal people. The Word of God is not talking about a tree. It's talking about God's people. And when you see people like that, amen, they're trusting God. They're faithful to God, His house. There's such a faithfulness about their life, a drive, a a loyalty to God, the work of God. I mean, it's impressive. When I look at Pastor Campbell, I mean, Pastor Campbell leaves such a mark on you. I mean, he's just sitting in the office conversating. He's telling stories. And, I mean, the impact is there. He tells stories about where he's been, places uh, uh, he's gone, things he's done, the ministry. It's an all effect. And this is what the Bible says uh, when you... I mean, there's people in the house of God, and even here as well, uh, when you look at their life, there's such an impact made. There's such an all as that, as that you're, I mean, you're never the same after a relationship with them people. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 through 19. Paul's talking about a redwood type people in that church, verse 14, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Lord, or to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened uh, with might through the Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend uh, with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height, to know the love of Christ which passes all understanding or past understanding that we may be filled with the fullness of God. So Paul's talking about a people that are so full of God. I mean, just God radiates the Spirit of God. Things God just radiates uh, from their life. I mean, to know the whiffs, the heights, the depths, the length, uh, all of that of God. Uh, I mean, that's an incredible man there. That's an incredible woman, a person of God that has all of that. Uh, and the Scripture tells us that every one of us can be that. Every one of us here tonight can be so full of God and have such a radiance of God from our life uh, that no matter where we go, workplace, uh, neighborhood, shopping center, it can have an all effect for God. Let me ask you tonight, what kind of Christian are you? When they look at your life, what do they say? <coughs> what do people think uh, when they look at your relationship with God? Let me ask you another one. Do you have deep roots? Does your passion, your commitment, your focus, your loyalty leave others in all? Are you so committed to God tonight, the things of God, uh, is it like, wow. I mean, when somebody looks at your life, your passion for God, your zeal, uh, your commitment to the house of God, just your wanting to be involved in it. I mean, is there an all effect? Is there a wow? What kind of mark are you leaving on other people. See, the truth is tonight, when you are planted, when you have deep roots, God helps you as well. 
And I like this in Scripture. When we're all about God, God helps us. Isaiah 59, 19. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will rise up a standard against him. Deuteronomy 28, 7. The enemy will come in against you one way, and they will scatter seven ways. This is God, uh, amen, defending your life. I've noticed when I'm all about God, when I'm all about the things of God, when I'm all in, uh, so to speak, uh, I mean, it seems like there's a presence of God. Uh, you can almost, uh, you can sense it, you can feel it, you know it's there. There's a presence of God that's defending you. You know, scientists have discovered that in the roots of these redwoods, there are molecules that help pump up hundreds of gallons of water and nutrients daily into these trees. It's like a big hose, a funnel, uh, I mean, in these roots. I mean, they're pumping it up 400 feet. I mean, imagine the, the pressure, the strength of, of all of that that's in the roots that's pushing that water up, uh, not only up into these trees, but out into every branches, every leaf. Uh, that, I mean, there's a supernatural element, amen, in these roots that are always, I mean, hundreds of gallons a day. We're not talking about one or two, just a garden hose sprinkling on these trees. Uh, we're talking about hundreds of gallons uh, pushed up through these trees. goes on to say their health, their life, their ability to uh, thrive uh, and survive in the cold weather or the cold, hard weather in northern California are in its roots. So their survival is linked to the roots. And how true is that in the kingdom of God? Those that are rooted uh, in the things of God, the same thing as your roots are deep uh, in the things of God. It's like the Holy Spirit just pressing uh, up water, spiritual water, that nutrients that you need uh, into every area of your life. So our, the key to survival uh, in the house of God is just like these big redwoods. Uh, it's in the roots. You know, our life, our strength, our survival as a Christian are not in looks, talents, and abilities. And the, the sad thing is more, more, most people spend more time on talents and abilities than they do the roots. I mean, we want, and thank God you spend time, uh, you know, getting good at stuff. But listen, uh, we need to be concerned about roots more than anything. See, our roots have spiritual molecules that pump up life, strength, and hope from God uh, in time of hardship, difficulty, setbacks, and troubles. If you've ever been there, if you're alive today, you've been there at some point. Uh, and I'm telling you, when you're, when you're in God, when your roots are deep, I mean, you just feel the, the grace of God, the strength, His love, His power when you're in a difficult time, when you're all in, uh, when your relationship is deep with God, and I mean, there, there's a grace of God that pours into your life that others just go, wow. I mean, I've watched some of you go through some difficult things, uh, and it's like, man, you just keep going. And that's a testimony to your roots. You know, when you see somebody go through something, and they're still in church, they're praying, they're loving people, there's no secret there. Uh, amen. It's all in the roots. <clears throat> Pastor Campbell will tell stories every once about people that have lost children and lost loved ones. And I remember 
and I think it's uh, Russia. He was in Russia telling the story of a couple that he knows that had just lost their child. And, and the next service, they're in church, arms raised. Uh, I mean, that makes an impact. And they wasn't there just for show, but they're, they were so full of God. Uh, they're such a, they're so deep-rooted. I mean, just the love and the life of God in this difficult time. Uh, I mean, they're all in here. Third thing we see is roots hold you in place. You know, think about these big uh, redwood trees, 400 feet tall, 6,167 tons. Think of the weight. I mean, as the, as the wind blows them, think the weight that's being shifted there. I mean, just a massive amount of, of weight. I mean, if you've seen the trees, you know, shift, and I mean, tons of weight. <laughs> I mean, just shifting back and forth. Uh, I mean, just, that's massive. They don't fall, though, because of their roots. Their roots spread out 30 feet on, on, right under the surface, and they go deep down uh, into the ground. Uh, uh, so these big, massive trees, uh, uh, listen, they, uh, they may look impressive, but they can't stay in place without the roots. Amen, the, the wind will drive them over, knock them over, but the roots, uh, amen, are the key to their stability. Uh, the roots are the key to them staying in place, uh, and their survival is all in the roots. And, you know, as a Christian as well, uh, amen, as you're, if you're going to make it long-term in the Christian life, you're going to make it long-term here, uh, listen, you're going to have to have some roots. You're going to have to have some deep roots, amen, uh, Faithfulness to church, giving, uh, uh, loving people, loving God, because if, with, without these roots, uh, that's why you see people go through something, it seems to be very small, and you don't see them at church for two weeks. Why is that? Because their roots are damaged or they have no roots. See, what holds us in place through all the trials and difficulties and discouragements in life is our roots. How many of you ever went through something bad and you didn't want to be at church? <clears throat> but it's like you had to be at church, though. I mean, it's like the roots are just keep pushing the energy up. I mean, it just, and I mean, oh, so you, you're going through it, but man, uh, you want to be there. You want to be in the house of God. You want to be around the people of God. That's your roots speaking. You know, there's a Canadian thistle called, or that causes havoc for farmers. It's called the Canadian thistle. And it causes havoc in the farmers because it grows in the grass in the fields. This is a thistle. It's like a weed. Uh, <clears throat> but this weed, uh, it, it just boggles these scientists' mind because this weed has a 15-foot root that goes down the ground. And these farmers are constantly pull. I mean, you imagine trying to pull that weed out of the ground. And its root is, uh, if you break it off, it's going to grow a new, uh, you know, new top and and these, it, it, they say, it's, it's the roots. <laughs> we just can't eliminate these because, the and I think, you know, I think God would love to say that about his church. You know, devil, you just can't get rid of them because they're roots. The roots are so deep, you can slap them, you can bring trials and tribulations against them, but the roots are so deep uh, that, listen, you're not going to move them, you're not going to eliminate them uh, because of the roots. Let me ask you, how is your roots? Are they deep? Let's look secondly tonight. A trust and confidence in the Lord and roots go hand in hand. 
Look at our text. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him. He will be like a tree planted by the waters that send out its roots by the stream. So trust and confidence in the Lord has a lot to do with our roots. When people say, I don't trust God anymore, or they're, uh, or they're not praying anymore, they're not giving glory to God, and you know, during prayer and worship, there's like this, looking around, picking their nose or something. I see it up here. <laughs> Why is that? Amen, because how we treat God has to do with our roots. How we worship our faith, our confidence, uh, all of that has to do with our roots tonight. When we have roots, uh, the Bible says, too, fear doesn't drive you. It says in our text, it does not, uh, it does not fear when heat comes. Fear is terror, panic, or dread. So many Christians or so many mistakes in the Christian life is made out of fear. How many bad decisions have we seen people make uh, out of fear? Something happens financially. Something happens uh, in their marriage. Something happens. <laughs> it could be a number of different areas, and they make a bad decision because of fear. The Bible said those who have roots, those who have deep roots, uh, amen, are not bothered in time of heat, uh, or fear doesn't direct them in time of Danger, suffering, difficulty, uh, whatever words you want to put in, or fear is not the driving force. And because you make so many mistakes uh, when fear is involved, uh, and fear can only be involved when you don't have deep roots. First Kings 17. Elisha has this incredible victory on Mount Carmel over the prophets of El. You know the story, man. Uh, Elijah's come back on fire for God. He's he's uh, said, "Hey, there's going to be a three-year draft or three-year drought. There was a famine, uh, but he comes back on fire for God, uh, and he begins to to preach. He's challenging all these false prophets, 850 of them all together. Uh, Elijah standing on his side, and you know the story. Hey, let's build an altar, put a sacrifice on it. The God who answers by fire is God." All the prophets of Baal, all the other prophets are, you know, doing everything they can, making noise and uh, all trying to get the attention of their God. Nothing happens. Uh, Elisha basically just says, hey, God, uh, uh, let's show them who's boss. And God sends fire down from heaven, consumes the altar, sacrifice. I mean, what an incredible victory. That would be an outreach accumulated, accumulated to, uh, I mean, 100 people getting saved and locking in church. I mean, you wouldn't forget that. I mean, if our church tripled overnight uh, uh, and everybody made it, not just coming in, but they made it, uh, we wouldn't forget that one. People are not forgetting this miracle. I mean, it was so powerful, such an impact made. Uh, uh, amen. So, but in verse 1 Kings 19, verse 1, Ahab told Jezebel all that Elisha had done. Also, how he executed the prophets. With the sword, and Jezebel sent a messenger to Elisha, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more so, if I do not make your life as their life uh, by this time tomorrow. Uh, verse 3 And when he saw that, he arose and ran for his life and went to Bathsheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. Listen, because of fear, uh, Elijah forgets everything that God has just done. 
That's how powerful fear is. Uh, you can have this incredible victory, uh, but if that's all it is, uh, if you have nothing else there, uh, listen, uh, so Elijah has this incredible victory, but now fear is driving his life. <coughs> he forgets everything that God has done. He runs out of the city, leaves his disciple in Judah, and keeps running. We know he falls into depression and wants to die. You know, think about Elijah. He had incredible victories, uh, but you never read about him with getting roots. You never read about him. Uh, there's no chapter dedicated. Uh, man, he's praying. He's believing God. He's fasting. He's getting a hold of, of God. Uh, you always read that God moves for him. God gives him these victories. Uh, we thank God for that. But listen, you have to have some chapters about some deep roots as well. You have to have some t- chapters uh, to tell the story that this Christian has some deep roots. Uh, it's not all about just victories and, and, and God doing miracles, but it's about some roots here. Because root counters fear tonight. Roots give you victory when fear comes. Our text says it does not fear when heat comes. Again, heat can be described as assaults, turmoil, difficult circumstances. Roots uh, or a, a root pulls up trust and confidence uh, in the Lord uh, when the heat comes. So when the, the devil's on your back, when trials and difficult, I mean, it's like, it's like, I mean, the roots are again are just pulling up that water and supplying every part of your body. Amen. With some refreshment from the Lord. Second Chronicles twenty verse one. Said it happened after this that the people of Moab and the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Amorites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Uh, then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, "A great multitude is coming." against you from beyond the sea from Syria, and they are in Hermas Tamar, or Tamar. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast that all of Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord, and from all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. Verse 5, Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord. Look at these roots here. Then Judah stood in the assembly of, of Judah, or Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new cart and said, O Lord God, our Father, uh, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend, forever. Look at everything he knows there. That tells me he studies there. He knew Israel's history. He's standing in the church before the ark of the presence of God. Uh, He's got all of Judah, Jerusalem around him. Uh, We're talking some deep roots here. This is not just a Christian that comes to church every once in a while uh, and sings a few songs, but we're talking about a man... uh, who has some deep roots in God, that's living for God, that has God moving powerful in his life, and now he's just kind of, he's telling the story, his prayer, but we see his roots as he's saying it. Verse 9, If disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, when we will stand before this temple, and in your presence, for your name is in this temple, 
and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. You don't know that stuff just by coming to church every once in a while. Uh, do, uh, do, not, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is, your, uh, is not yours but God's. Tomorrow go down against them. They will be uh, at the end of the brook uh, before the, the wilderness of uh, whatever. Verse 17, you will not need to fight this battle. Position yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you and, Jerus- and Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed tomorrow. Go down against them, for the Lord is with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head, uh, his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. If you read that, they had this incredible victory. Uh, they go position themselves for battle, but they didn't even have to fight. God uh, won this incredible battle for them, but... But I wanted to show you the roots here. I mean, it's not just Jehoshaphat the king, uh, but it's all of Judah and Jerusalem. Uh, these are the common people, the priests, uh, the husbands, the wives, the children. They're all there. They're in the house of God. They're praying. Uh, they're getting a hold of God. They're fasting. They're believing God. Uh, and it's just like what I talked about, man, the time of heat. Our Bible says there's no fear. Uh, uh, and that's true with you and I. When you and I have deep roots in the kingdom, uh, uh, amen, there's a strength given to you and I that, I mean, that others just like, oh, they're all. You read about Jehoshaphat, you're just like, wow. You know, Jehoshaphat turned to the Lord when the enemy came in like a flood and God destroyed them. You know, having roots gives you victory over fear. Second thing we see, roots give you dominion over worry. Our text says it has no worries in, in the year of drought. You know, worry definition is fret, vexation, or agony. If you've ever worried, if worried's ever had your mind for a length of time, you know what it's talking about. I mean, you're vexed all the time. You're in agony. Uh, worry carries a weight uh, up with it that, I mean, just... You're down the dumps, you're depressed, you're always on edge. Uh, that's worry. And worry, again, fret, vexation, and agony. But our text says uh, it has no worry in year of drought. In other words, when you're going through something, when there's famine, shortage, and need uh, in your life, there's no worry. And, I mean, when I see people like that, I mean, I'm at all. And I know what they're going through, but they're not worried. Their speech is, uh, I'm giving God glory. It's not a false testimony, but there's a reality there in their heart uh, because their roots are saying, you know, God's going to help us. You know, when you have roots in these times of droughts, you're not losing your mind or flipping out. I'm not going to church. God doesn't love me. People hate me. No, that's called flipping out. <laughs> And people do that many times. They don't have the roots. There's no supply going up in them, uh, spiritual supply, so they're flipping out. <coughs> Excuse me. Third thing we see here is roots uh, give nourishment. It says this leaves are always green. You know, in the redwood trees are, are molecules, again, that help pump up hundreds of gallons of water and nutrients daily to these trees. So somehow the roots know 
which leave needs the supply. Think about that. I mean, they're 400 feet high. You can't even see that high. I mean, you can with binoculars. I mean, but you can't see a leaf 400 feet away, not as you have keen eyesight. And I, and I think then you can't see it. But, I mean, think about it. These roots know every leaf up there that needs to, hey, it's, it's getting brown. Shoot some nourishment up to it. It's green again. That's the picture we get here. The Christian that has roots is like the Spirit of God's waiting. I mean, hey, struggling a little bit. Oh, man, I feel good. And, or, you know, whatever it is. It gives us that picture. And I mean, I mean, think about how incredible that this is. Uh, it says his, his leaves are always green. Doesn't mean it doesn't go through things. You know, these redwood trees are, again, the weather, the, the heat, the, the cold. It's always against them. But the leaves are always green. This is a picture of the, the man, the woman of God uh, that has some deep roots. Uh, the Spirit of God makes sure they, they're always nourished. Green leaves, again, a picture of health, vitality, wholeness, and longevity in the Christian life. Let me ask you, do you have, Christian, do you have some roots? Fourth thing we see here is that roots give you fruit. So it never fails to bear fruit. You know, fruit is encouraging as well as refreshing. You know, many weary travelers have been refreshed by fruit trees. That's why I think Jesus got so a little angry when he went to that fig tree that had the, the presentation there of fruit, but when he reached in, there was no fruit, and Jesus spoke some words. And I don't believe Jesus likes fake Christians. I believe Jesus loves Christians that, that have some fruit in their, their branches. Uh, when he reaches in, it's not bare, it's not uh, uh, a thorn that's going to stick him, but there's some fruit there. But the exciting thing here says that, amen, it never fails to bear fruit, amen. This is exciting if you're in a ministry, if you're one of the people that outreaches and witnesses, uh, God says you're always going to have fruit. Roots equal fruit. Need to move quickly here. Lastly, let's look at roots before growth. Look at our text. He will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the streams. You know, the Chinese bamboo tree takes five years to grow. They say up to even eight years. It has to be watered and fertilized in the ground where it is planted uh, every day, at least watered every day. It doesn't break through the ground, though, for five years. After five years, it grows 90 feet tall in five weeks. So what's happening there? You got five years of apparent nothing's happening. You got five years of watering, fertilizing uh, over and over and over, not even a little <clears throat> stem coming out of the ground. Uh, but five years, you're watering, you're nourishing. What's taking place? Well, what's taking place is the root. The root growth is taking place. Think about a plant is going to grow 90 feet in five weeks, the root system it has to have to hold it in place. Uh, amen. So after that five-year mark, when that tree shoots up, you almost watch it grow daily. Uh, 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 you know, and, but imagine the root system it has to be in place. When something's growing that fast, it's got to, it's got to learn to you know, balance that tree, grow, you know, as, and the wind pulls. All them roots have to be 
active. They have to be strong and active. They have to be ready. So when that is growing and the wind uh, is against it, other things happen, then roots have to know how to respond. You know, as a Christian, we need roots before we need ministry. The kingdom of God, we need roots so that when God does use your life, uh, and He will, that you have roots that know what to do. When your life starts to grow and God starts to raise you up, uh, God starts to use you in different ministries, uh, your roots can balance you. Your roots hold you in place. Your roots don't let you get prideful, uh, overconfident yourself, but these roots hold you. And as they're holding, they're, they're supplying as well. <clears throat> because if you're going to go 90 feet uh, in five weeks, you're going to have to have a lot of supply there. There to be a lot of feeding you there. You know, it bothers me when believers are more concerned about their talent and ministry than they are the roots. Oh, it'd be a ministry. Okay, come Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night to start. Oh, you're asking too much. <laughs> No, I'm just asking to get some roots. Come on. Uh, if you want ministry, you have to have some roots that speak faithfulness, righteousness, giving, honesty, all them other things. Because listen, if not, uh, your talent can't hold you in place. I've seen talented people come to church and leave church. You know, roots are buried in the ground. They're not something that you just say, hey, look at my roots, man. You know, look how beautiful my roots are. <laughs> no, we, we, our ministry shine, but our roots are buried. You know, ministry needs buried roots. We shouldn't have to announce, hey, I'm at prayer. I'm giving. I'm tithing this week, Pastor. I'm faithful. I've been here three services in a row. I'm loving people. I'm having people over. I'm sacrificing. I'm persevering. I got faith. It shouldn't have to be announced. These are buried roots, uh, amen, that should always be there uh, for any kind of ministry, any kind of uh, activity in the, in the house of God. The roots are buried, but very active. You know, bamboo is three times stronger than any timber. They say it's almost equal to titanium, which is the strongest metal among metals, they say as titanium is to metal, the bamboo tree is to, to wood. Uh, again, three times stronger than timber. So if you want to build something strong, you're going to use the bamboo. Uh, but remember, five years of roots. To make that bamboo strong, uh, it had five years of nothing but root growth. And if we can just focus on that, if we can focus on root growth as a Christian, uh, the first couple years just root in, uh, get all the uh, you know the the practicals down. I want to learn how to pray, give. I want to learn how to be nice and kind uh, and serve and love people. Love. We get them roots in there. Listen, uh, I believe we can be strong like bamboo. Thirdly, Amen. Roots keep you planted. You get these church hoppers. Because they have no roots. Pastor, I'm just feeling the Spirit going this way. I've heard it. Spirit's leading me. God spoke to me. I said, well, show me in the Bible where God approved church hopping. They never can because it's not there. Our text says, He's like a tree planted by the water 
and sends out its roots in the stream. So roots keep you planted. For that tree to be fruitful, for that tree to bear fruit by that stream, uh, uh, the roots have to hold it in place. You know, it's like job hopping isn't good. You know, if you on your resume, if it says, I've been to seven jobs in the last three years, they're probably going to say, eh. Yeah. Yeah. Next. <clears throat> right? But, <laughs> but if on that resume it says, hey, ten years here. You say, hey, man, I like that. Hire that guy. I got hired on a job. I kid you not. I'm about done. I'm in, I'm in California, pioneering that church. I have no experience driving a, a semi. I got about eight months experience driving a semi, and there's not much. And, and, uh, but we had a bunch of guys in line, and so they're looking at the applications. And the first thing he asked me, were you, were you on this one job eight years? Is that right? I said, yeah, I was eight years. Meet Carly. They said, you're hired. They said, we want stability here. We can teach you to drive trucks, no problem. We didn't know that you're going to stay here. And listen, roots hold you in place. You know, the truth is, there can't be any real fruit without roots. I mean, people have artificial fruit uh, and weird tasting fruit. You ever, you ever grab some fruit and I taste it? <laughs> something wrong with that. Well, it's not so much the roots, something wrong with the, the roots. The fruit is just a picture of the roots there. Amen. So don't be one of them Christians. You're at work and everybody's like, mm-hmm. You get close to you, it's like, Phew. right? Amen. But be one of them Christians that just, man, oh, wow. I ain't saying that you're, you put you up here, but I'm just like, wow, when they look at you. Your relationship with God, your love for God, your love for your church, your love for people. I mean, just wow. That's what I was talking about in our text. Let's bow our heads. Every head bowed, every eye closed tonight. Listen, if you're going to be strong, you have to have roots. If you're going to be fruitful, you have to have roots. If you're going to be nourished and survive the test of time, everything goes down to the roots. Again, that bamboo tree, five years of roots for five weeks of growth. If we can get that revelation locked in us tonight, how we desperately need roots. You're here tonight, you're not saved. Listen, Jesus loves you, cares about your life. Maybe you're going through it tonight. Maybe your life's spinning out of control. I mean, uh, it's like bad on top of bad. Listen, God knows where you're at. He can help you tonight. He can give you life, give you hope. But first thing you have to do tonight is surrender your life to Jesus. When you're here tonight, you don't have Jesus Christ in your heart as your Lord and your Savior. You want to do that tonight. That would be the best decision you ever made. Jesus, come into my life. Save me. Forgive me. God, I'm asking for a miracle. That's you tonight. You want my prayer? You'd raise your hand very quickly. I see your hand. God bless you, sir. Anyone else? Listen, God loves you. He cares about you. He can work miracles that's way beyond what we can even think or imagine. I'm telling you, God healed my marriage in weeks and months. 
God healed my mind and just put our life back together as a young couple, as a young family. And I could never do that. But God did that very quickly. Anyone else? You'd raise your hand. I need a miracle. I need God. I need Jesus. I see your hand. God bless you. Anyone else? Two people raised your hand. Do you mean that? Would you come up here? Somebody pray for you. Why don't you come up? Do you mean that? Why don't you come up? God bless you, man. Kneel down here. I'm going to have Tyler pray with you. Amen. I'm going to kneel down here and get somebody to pray. Juliana, can you come pray with me? Okay, let me talk to the church for a few moments here while they're praying. I want you to take a hard look as I ask this question. How's your roots? One, do you have any? And if you do, how are they? I didn't have the time to go into root care how you take care of roots and things, but listen, these roots are your survival. We don't just say come to church, be faithful to God, do what's right. These are roots that have to be in place. If we're going to have stability, if we're going to have God's grace moving our life, if we're going to be productive, if we're going to do anything for God, these roots are, are vital. And the reason some people aren't here tonight may be because their roots are damaged or they don't have any roots at all. Don't let that be you. Thank God you're here tonight. That's a testimony. So you have roots or you want roots. Maybe there's areas of your life that you're, you're slacking in. You see the, the slack. You see, man, I'm not faithful where I should be in these areas. And... God's brought that to your attention. I'm asking you to stand tonight. Let's stand. I'm going to open up the altars. God's speaking to you. Bring it to the altar tonight. Be honest with God, real with God. Maybe you have roots, but you're not.